world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're okay. jealous. <laughs> Just pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Got my headphones back in today. They say we're getting a little bit of feedback going on in the show, so... I've reverted back to sticking these old things back in my ear. Try to get, try to help them go as best I can. Our friend Rob Pugh's wife was just diagnosed, uh, received a diagnosis of, by the way, hang on a minute. The doctors tell her, whose report would you believe? The doctor's report says that uh, Lisa has uh, some cancer in her thyroid and is going to have to have surgery soon. So, we lift up. Uh, that's a lie. We declare that to be a lie. We don't believe that. I don't. I don't care. I don't care what doctors say. Even Paul Gosling, no matter to me. I know. I know the great physician, and uh, X-rays lie, tests lie, all that stuff lie. But those of you out there, just be praying for uh, Rob Pugh and, and Lisa if he can during this time. I'm going. I'm going to bring Myra in. Right. Look. Look. It's going to be this. I told my wife ah, this morning when she when she got up this morning. Uh, I can't even believe I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. And I, I'm going to say this again. <laughs> if I wasn't in this queue, I would be in this queue. Now, let me tell you something else, because I've been hearing this, folks. Look, there are far more people watching the show than are in the queue. Do you, I want you to understand, because some of you are worried that we're losing viewers. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. A lot of people just don't get in the queue in the morning. And, you know, we're creatures of habit. So when most of you log on here, you go to the same place that you log on every day. Some of you go to Facebook, some go to Rumble, some go to Coach Dave Live, some go to where, some go to the direct feed. Is a lot. Uh, so don't worry, uh, we're not decreasing, we're increasing. So uh, uh, you know what's really good about it? It's a free flow of ideas here, isn't it? It's all good. It's all good. So Myra, go ahead, pray, pray us in here uh, real quickly. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. How we doing? The reading today is going to be from Isaiah 58, 1 through 4. Isaiah 58, 1 through 4. I like Isaiah 58. Go ahead. It is written, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet, they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. Justice, justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, thou seest not. Therefore have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day 
of your fast, define pressure and exalt all your labors. Okay, hang on a second, Myra. It's not therefore, it's wherefore. Wherefore means why. Why have we fasted? And you don't see it. Why have we afflicted our souls? And you don't notice it. So uh, it's Myra's second language, folks. So therefore and wherefore, not the same word. Not the same word. So wherefore means why. Go ahead and pray, Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you for the correction. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate and to smite with the first of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Holy Spirit, you're always welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Myra. Look. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I try to cover a lot of bases here, and I like to tell you when I'm uh, when we're getting ready to cover a base, as we're going to here in this morning, I want you to know that I'm not an expert, but I also want you to know that, as I've often said, uh, I can read and I can think. And uh, the Lord is enabling me and you too to connect dots that maybe in the past we haven't really connected. I'm going to connect a dot, and it's going to go somewhat into the scientific area, which, interestingly enough, we were sort of dabbling with yesterday. And I want to stay in the whole idea of order. The Lord keeps speaking to me. Excuse me. <clears throat> Boy, that sounds religious when I say that, don't I? That the Lord keeps speaking to me. <laughs> I keep hearing from something. <clears throat> I keep getting directed to the, I can't get away from the word chaos. I can't get away from it. It just keeps coming up, coming up, coming up. and coming. I made cut some notes to myself here. Well, I want you to think about this. <clears throat> I wrote on my, in my notes, uh, on the dollar bill, talks about uh, order out of chaos. Order out of chaos. New world order. We hear all that going on right now. The new reset. All those words that we hear, right? And we have to understand that God uh, God moved from, as we talked about the other day, tohum bohu. God moved from disorder to order. God always moves from disorder to order. That's what he does. Right in the beginning, there was nothing. Tohu Bohu. He spoke and it created, and then this happened, and 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 this happened. God's creation goes from uh, from um, disorder to order. God speaks, order comes. You with me? You follow, follow along with me here. But somewhere along the line, we have to understand that the battle between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman is and has been and always will be over truth. That is when you get down to the nub, and when you get the sandpaper out, and you scratch it down as far as you can, you're going to find at the very base of it, at the root of all of it, is truth and lies. It's the, the devil was a liar from the beginning. Jesus said, Jesus is the way, the truth. And Satan is a liar, the Bible tells us. In fact, the Bible says that there is no truth in him. So the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman are in an eternal battle over what? See how good you are, class. Eternal battle over what? The soul. Truth. Truth. Which leads to the soul. The Bible says the soul that sins it will die. So the Lord knew all this, and he put into place, out of this chaos, he put into place order. 
and you read it all through Genesis. If we pull up Genesis, uh, stay, stay with me. I'm going to get, I'm, I promise, Craig Mickle's working today. He's able to take a 10-minute break. And I want, to, I want to bring him in here real quickly to talk about something. Rest of you, just sit tight a second, okay? I'm heading into science, but I'm bringing religion into us. Because, listen, I wrote down, bad science produces bad behavior. Bad science produces bad knowledge. Are you with me? Are you with me? And so we are living in a, we are living, it's right out in front of us. If our eyes would see it, it's right in front of us. What do they, what are they constantly telling us? What's Fauci saying? What has Fauci been saying to everybody throughout this whole pandemic? Somebody help me. Trust the science. Where is he? Huh? Trust the science. Huh? Trust the science. Hey, Paul got one. Trust the science. I am science. Trust the science, right? So evidently, the enemy knew that if he could get a hold of science and convince all of us that science is more true than the Bible, that's where the battle is. That's That's where the battle is. So what has happened is they have captured science and dummy us, we always believe the science, and bad science leads to bad knowledge. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Say, boy, Coach, that is, you are really hitting it. You know why I know I'm really hitting it? Because it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Amen. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit revealed that this morning. I said, Lord, I, me go talk about science? I'm a helmet head. I'm a, I'm, me talk about science? I hate science. I hated biology and zoology. I hated all that. Me talk about it? Yeah. yeah. He says, because they need to know some truth. Same thing we talked about yesterday, right? With about the whole evolution thing. Diving into that thing. I said, well, I don't know that stuff. He says, I know, but I do. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, so, so today we're going to talk about a little bit of science, but I want Craig Mickle to come in here for a second, and I want him to talk to us about something called a grand solar minimum. Anybody ever heard that? Now, hang on a minute. So the whole time Craig's going to talk to us here about a grand solar minimum, I want you to think climate change. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Remember when it started out as global warming? You remember that 30 years ago, whatever it was? And all of a sudden, it went from global warming to climate change. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It went further than that. It went from global warming to climate change to man-made climate change. Are you with me? Somebody give me a thumbs up so I know somebody. Uh, I want you to be able to follow the trail of tears today. Okay, so Craig is going to talk to us about grand solar minimum, which is at the heart of climate change. The sun impacts the climate, right? Now, do you think the scientists know that? Do you think when Al Gore started talking 25 years ago about climate change, no, no, global warming, do you think maybe Al Gore had some inside scoop on grand solar minimum and the impact of the sun? Hmm? And that the impact of the sun was going to cause climate change on Earth? And what a great way, if we can grab a hold of that idea, 
Why, we can grab control of the whole world. We can make money off of it. We can create windmills and solar farms. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? He who controls the science controls the agenda. So the grand solar minimum, Craig, come on in here, man. I'm not. I'm going to try to not say anything for a few minutes, which is really, really, really hard for me to do. And I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. Well, thanks, Coach. Um, the basis of it is the the cl- our climate is driven by our sun. Okay, because the sun, you know, uh, intuitively, if the sun didn't come up for 90 days, we would be really, really cold. Things would really fall apart, right? But what what folks don't factor in is little tiny variations in the sun have dramatic impacts in our climate. And this has been studied over time by watching the sun. One of the, one of the uh, indicators is the number of sunspots. And sunspots indicate the activity of the sun, like your respirations uh, indicate the activity of your body. So when they started doing this and monitoring it, they, they started kind of seeing what the sun was doing, and they started saying, gee, look at this weather here. Is there a connection there? And, yes, there's a connection. Now, as so, time has gone. Craig, I said I wouldn't interrupt, but I have to interrupt. We, today it's going to be 60 degrees here in Columbus, Ohio, in the midst, dead center winter, Craig. So if I was just a guy watching TV, and they talk about global warming, climate change. I said, wow, there must be something to this. Look how warm it is here in January. Go on. Go ahead, Craig. Right. And 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 one of the uh, symptoms, okay, like a symptom of a heart attack is you clutch your chest, right, or your diaphragm. One of the symptoms of these grand solar minimums is erratic changes in weather patterns over periods short periods of time really really are we seeing that craig are are we seeing that craig oh yeah but that that happens in past i mean this is where you get into the the nuances of it and 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 we don't have the time to do that but the basic thing is to realize that the sun is the driver of what's going on in the climate okay and if you took the solar system and you made that a hundred dollar bill okay and you said, okay, what's the mass of the sun compared to all the other planets? And you, and you equated that. The, the sun would be $99.83. Okay. So all the mass of our solar system, anything that has atomic weight rests in the sun. So little variations in that. Now, just to even bring it down a little bit more that we understand, we understand money, right? $100 is 10,000 pennies. Take 9,983 pennies and put it to one side of the table. That's the sun. You have 17 pennies for the rest of the planets in our solar system. The earth is one penny. We're one penny against 9,983 pennies. So when we start to variate the sun, we say, wow. Craig, we're talking from an energy standpoint, right? Well, yeah, in a mass standpoint, I mean, would you rather be would you rather be hit by F three fifty or you know uh, in your soul, your little key of so soul? The, so the sun, sun is a great big dollar bill, silver dollar bill, and we're a penny. Right. It's yeah. It's it's we're very very small. So what yep. happens, Coach? Then is uh, when you march march this over time, you see that wow, there's these patterns. There's four hundred year patterns. There's two hundred year patterns. There's one hundred year patterns. 
And the sun goes through these cycles, just like a woman has a 28-day cycle, just like there's fall, winter, spring. Okay, there's all these cycles are in nature. And so there's a cycle in the sun that we have to we have to learn to appreciate, right? So when you start to start mapping these cycles over time, you say, wow, these things happen. Okay, now let's go to the Bible. Wasn't there uh, seven good years and seven bad years? Wasn't there a really bad famine? Weren't they in Egypt for 400 years? Isn't that Wasn't there a flood? Wasn't there a flood? (laughs) Right, right. And so what I'm saying is, is you can actually take these four, two, and 100-year patterns and go back and look at the famines in the Bible. And there were plenty of famines. Remember, Abraham went to hell because there was a famine. And, and they actually kind of match up. So go back to the local time frame that we have. We have the under minimum, which was basically 100 years where the sun's activity was reduced. Okay? Didn't mean the sun didn't exist. It just meant it was reduced. And when that time is reduced, we have certain effects here on the earth that are emphasized. And so you have these wild swings, okay? You have really, really lots of rain, lots of drought, and it's it's global. It's not a it's not a just, you know, we always have famine. Every year there's a there's a drought somewhere in the in the in the world. But I'm talking about it's multiplied by a factor of five or ten. So now that we know that that exists. Look at what they're doing, you know, and this will be the, the the they're trying to blame this on carbon dioxide that man's emissions are doing this, and so they're playing on our 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 ignorance of it. And what they do, coach, is they measure CO two. Okay, and CO two is a good thing. Okay, it's not a bad thing. All right, if we didn't have right. CO two, right? So what they're saying is is in around eighteen sixty. There were 280 parts per million in the atmosphere of CO2. Okay. Now, listen to what they're saying. 280 parts per million. $280 out of a million dollars. Now, it's gone up recently to 430 parts per million. Now, what they don't really explain to you is they say that's a 50% increase. But it's a 50% increase of a very tiny number. $480 out of a million, right? $480 out of a million. It's almost nothing. That's nothing, right? So what they say is what you're seeing in the climate, all these different things. See, I'm going to blame it on that. That has no significance in in changing the climate. Okay, so Craig, you, I don't want you to, I don't, I'm not going to let you drag us into the weeds. This is just, I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you do a presentation later on. Hang on there real quick. Pull up for me if you can, Spencer. Uh, number, which one is it? Where, where is it? Uh, Wikipedia. I can't even find it on my sh- my chart here. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. There it is, number seven. Folks, look, look, scroll on down. Craig, I'm sorry if you can't see this. and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm not sorry. Scroll on down. I, I, I'm just wetting their whistle this morning, Craig. Okay, scroll on down, scroll on down, scroll on down. Wikipedia, folks, there they are. Solar back up. Solar minimums, a little higher, buddy, a little higher for me. Solar minimum and maximum events with approximate dates. So throughout history, these have been the solar minimums and the solar ma- maximums. All right, you see, 950 started BC, 800 BC it ended, 250 BC it started. 
400 AD it ended, okay? So this is a cycle all throughout history. And our scientists understand this, and they are taking economic advantage. They're taking new world order. They're taking new reset. They they understand this is going on, and they're blaming the climate change on us, giving us windmills, giving us solar panels. Anybody getting it? Anybody putting the picture together here? Okay. Take Craig, a couple more minutes, Craig. Go ahead. I know you can't see this chart, or maybe you can. Yeah, I I can see it. But here's the last part, Coach. And all we need to know is that CO2 isn't causing our problems. If we can stop the globalists, I don't think, you know, that's a tall order. If we can just take their narrative away and say CO2 has nothing to do with climate, because, see, they're playing on numbers that don't mean anything. So if you were to go and you can pull up on your computer, What's the composition of air? What are you breathing right now? It will tell you you're breathing 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen. I've just accounted for 99% of what you're breathing, Coach. Mm. So CO2 is less than 1%. So So bad science produces bad knowledge. Would that be right? Bad knowledge produces bad behavior. Would that be right? Uh, uh, well, well you- it's it's ignorance because they're using numbers in a way that will cause fear in you that don't right. have any application is what I'm trying to say. See, people right. probably people are probably going like, oh my gosh, we're breathing fifty percent carbon dioxide. You're, you, it's it, it's less than one percent. As a matter of fact, it's four tenths of one percent, coach. Four okay. tenths of one percent. Now, now here's the other part that they don't tell you. Out of the four tenths of one percent, okay, forty cents out of a you know out of a hundred dollar bill, okay, is the Earth creates ninety seven percent of that CO two. We only we only we only account for three percent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ninety seven well, percent of CO two okay. is caused by the Earth. Man, okay, listen to this, folks. Listen to this. Here's what I want to get at. Craig, you're doing a great job. Great job. I got some other stuff I want to get in. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see, that this climate change is happening because of the reaction from the sun. That's what's going on. And they're letting all this evidence, the devil's taking all this evidence, creating bad science and building windmills and solar panels and yada, 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 because there's money in it. There's control in it. That's the bottom line. Craig, finish this up for me. I'll give you more time later. No, no, that's it, Coach. They're, they're blaming CO2 that has nothing to do with it to gain power. That's the bottom line. And when you really just dig into how much CO2 there is in our, in our what we breathe, and then, you, and then you realize, then they take that part, and then they go and they say, well, but parts per million. See, they go from 0.4% to parts per million, and then they say, wow, this went up 50%. So this, 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 this is a quick example. Say, say you open up a sandwich shop and someone walks in and says, wow, how, much, uh, how many sales did you have today? Well, I sold $5, right? You walk back next week and you go, hey, how's business? Went up 100%. So he sold $5 plus $5, okay? You know, it, it sounds like business is great, 100%. No, he only sold another sandwich. Statistics lie and liars use statistics. You get yes, it, sir. friends? You get it? 
So the climate is changing, but it ain't got nothing to do with man-made behavior. Craig, thanks, man. Yeah. I know that you, I know you're just getting rolling. I, I appreciate mm. that. I got a lot of questions. A lot of I got. See, I ain't even a scientist, and I can figure this crap out, right? But we got we've got to understand that this is all part of the big picture of what tobo chaos, a returning to chaos. When it's natural things going on, that's a return to chaos. Go ahead, Mark Trump. I know you got something, something germane. Well, what, what Craig says is is fundamental. Is you have your oven in your kitchen, right? So you got your ingredients. You're making a cake. You put your cake in the oven. the 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 claim is that the cake is heating the oven up. <laughs> oh no! I put I put too much baking soda. Now the hub the oven's getting too hot. Ah, the great sun, picture. The sun the sun is the oven of the solar system, and somewhere out in Pluto is going to start a car and cause the oven temperature to change. Wow, Mark, what a picture! All right, so that's what Craig's saying: is the sun changes a little teeny tiny bit, and the whole solar system changes a whole lot. <laughs> the sun is perfect. It's so perfect, Coach, that every percent of everything that Craig talked about is perfect. Otherwise, we die. Amen. I mean, it's Amen. perfect. It's perfect. But, Mark, we cannot deny that there is climate changes going on, but it's Amen. not man-made. It's not any of that Amen. stuff. It has to the do oven. with what's going on with the sun, the oven. Amen. Oh, That's Mark, right. what a picture. <laughs> what Ooh. a picture that is, right? This, we fell oh. off Boom. That is a boom. That is a boom for sure. Janine, go ahead. God, I got so much to get out. Go ahead. Um, they can't make their uh, grand solar minimum work because unless they do the chaos, because they have to force it by the spraying of the skies, by burning down all of our uh, buildings that produce the meat, getting rid of the doctors, destroying the cattle, the chicken, getting rid of all that. So they can, that's part of the yep. Uh, them being able to um, claim that false narrative because Folks, is, is, any, is anybody but me having their eyes go, wow, wow. Now I see what's going on. Whoa. Because why it's about control, isn't it? So they understood the science of the climate change, grand solar minimum, the ebb and flow of the oven. They understood the oven's getting turned a little. And so they knew that when the oven gets turned up a little bit, this is going to happen. So they start trying to sell all of us on what? Man-made global warming, the new reset, solar farms, yada, 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 can't eat meat, yada, yada, yada. Flood. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, my goodness. And the earth Not is bad dying. The earth is dying. Yeah. What, what, not bad for an old helmet head, right? And I said the other day, we're going back to chaos. I told you the Holy Spirit said that to me. Back to chaos. It's going back to chaos. Because it's going to go back to chaos. And what's the Lord going to do? He's going to say, let there be light. <laughs> it's going to, boom, something, something unbelievable. Boom. Huh? Boom. It's a pattern. It's happening it's all over again. It's That's all over right. again. And think about what they're teaching your children in school. What are they teaching your children? Okay, so let me, well, I got, I got to get you all in here. Bear with me a second, okay? This is worth your time. Go to number um, nine, 
Number eight, go to number eight and start at the two-minute mark and put it at 1.5, okay? I don't know if you guys watch, watch this off-the-grid guy or not. He's really, really good. But I would just want you to watch just a couple minutes of what he this – is, this is fascinating. Remember, remember, huh? Huh? Mm. They're trying to alter the natural world by what? Wind farms, solar farms, sonar. Watch this. Go ahead. Get back to the homestead. We're going to catch you up on everything. But Grant has done a fantastic job. Um, he's, he's really into it, and it's good because he's, you know, city boy, and he wants to get to this agrarian lifestyle, and this has really helped him out on his journey. So I just wanted to share that with you guys real quick. Now, back to the whales. So I'm watching the news story, and these whales are washing up, and I'm on the East Coast over here, and it was kind of weird, like, whales are washing up. And no one's really saying anything about it. And then I ran across this story. It's the beginning of time. It's in the Bible. Um, wind farms are brand new. You're seeing a huge increase in the death of whales. How is the government claiming it's your fault? Well, actually, so right now, the government is not claiming that it's anybody's fault. Um, I can't authoritatively say that all the, the whales that are washing up are because of offshore wind farms. But what I can tell you is that the seven whales that have washed up off of New Jersey in the past month um, have all washed up during intense geotechnical surveying of wind farm leases off of New Jersey. And on the East Coast, there has been an unusual mortality event for humpback whales from 2016 until now. And the only thing that has changed in the ocean in that time is the fact that there have been offshore wind surveys occurring from 2015 until now. And now magically, there's a bunch of humpback whales dying. There's also been an unusual mortality event for maybe whales from 2017 until now. And again, the only thing that has changed in the ocean is the surveying activities that have been going on for offshore wind farms. Offshore wind energy activity. Take a look at this map. It shows the locations where six protected areas are endangered whales washed up on New York and New Jersey beaches. CBS 2's Vanessa Murdoch spoke with so, concerned people asking for answers. So let me, let me give you a little background. So these whales are all dying, and uh, nobody knows why these whales are dying. And now we find out, as, as uh, the farmer is going to tell us here in a second, that they're using deep sonar to try to figure out how deep the ocean is so they can figure out where to put the windmills. And when they're shooting that sonar deep down into the ocean, what's it doing to the whales? It'd be like you having a headache. Ah! Ah! And it's ending up killing the whales. And remember, bad science leads to bad behavior. Go ahead. Keep going. A gentle giant of the sea on the sand, lifeless. This humpback whale washed ashore in Atlantic City over the weekend, making it the sixth whale dead on our coast in just over a month. For the most part, there was no clear evidence of what had been harming the whales. Cindy Ziff of Clean Ocean Action calls the number unprecedented and worries offshore wind energy activity could be to blame. She says right now several companies are busy surveying beneath the surface. 11 companies have already been given permission to harm and harass over 63,000 marine mammals off the coast of New York and New Jersey uh, for the preparation of building offshore wind farms. Corey Martin with Clean Ocean Action. Show me the numbers from the NOAA Fisheries website. So these are current. Martin points out the number includes 181 critically endangered North Atlantic right whales. There are fewer than 350 left on the planet. NOAA's Office of Protected Resources that oversees, um, you know, the population Okay, put this in the chat. Put it in the chat. Do you understand what's going on here, folks? Because they want to get solar. They want to get those wind farms out there. They're now shooting down to find how deep the water is so they can build those towers. And it is disrupting the sea life and killing the whales. And they're going to blame it on global warming. And there's no accident, Coach. Huh? You get, is anybody connecting the dots out there? Boom. Anybody get, get what we're talking about? Huh? Easy math. 
Okay, put that, put this in the chat because it goes on. I mean, this guy's real. You guys all know who he is, and it's really, really good. I just trying to get a. I'm trying to get a lot of stuff in here at once if I can. Okay, not uh, order can. Oh, that's all. That's good too. Come on in, Jack. I should get Jack last. He's listening on different. Randy, come. Randy, then Jack. Okay, Coach. Now let's tie us into the picture. <clears throat> what have we been doing, Coach? We've been taking down communication systems in the spirit. Why? Why is God having us do this, Coach? Because he is bringing confusion to them. They are not. Chaos. They will not have a frequency to use. They will not have a system to use. This isn't about them winning. This is about God changing the whole thing that's happened and been happening Amen. a thousand years on the planet, Coach. We're taking down their communications. That's what Amen. God does. Amen. Hey, listen, out of chaos comes order, right? We know that. God's letting all this chaos happen. And then orders. What is order? Truth. <laughs> truth is going to show up, right? And there's going to be a new order. That There's going to be a new world order for sure. And it ain't going to be those monkeys over there in Davos or wherever wherever they are. Come on in, Jack. <clears throat> See, Jack's on delay. <laughs> I hate this. Go. Oh, if we breathe because we're lacking oxygen, breathe as a building. Jack, we can't hear you. You sound like sound like George. Come on in, Kendra. See if, if everybody watched at CoachDaveLive.com, we wouldn't have these delays. If everybody watched at CoachDaveLive.com, we wouldn't have these delays. Kendra, unmute yourself. We'd love to hear from you. Kevin, go. Coach, do you mind if I make a quick correction? Yes. Um, if, it, if it'd be all right, just for just for the listening audience, that's outside of the uh, uh, that's outside of the queue. The Latin term that you're referring to on the back of the dollar bill, there are three of them. The one you're referring to is Nuvis Ordo Satorum does not mean order out of chaos. I'm sorry. Okay, that, that's okay. That would be KO ab, uh, sorry, ordo ab KO is order, okay, which is the globalist motto. Um, the, the Latin phrase you're referring to means a new order for the ages Ooh. or translated a new world order. So it's, it's relative, you know what I mean? I just wanted to make that quick correction. Amen, amen. Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, I just sent you a link in your inbox, and it is a video of um, people were ca- had captured uh, a kill that people were in the water with poison, poisoning the fish on purpose. This was back in October, right after that big, they said no crab season for you because all the crabs are gone. So they are definitely messing with our oceans and our lakes and our rivers in more ways than one. But um, that link from the is from the phaser and it's a video. And and then he this man investigated after he saw this, um, he investigated and found all of these stories where these huge populations of dead fish and wildlife and sea life are are, are, it's everywhere. They're keeping it quiet, but it's everywhere. It's a total attack. 
The windmills are disrupting and killing birds, killing eagles. All this stuff's going on. And, <clears throat> and they're causing the chaos, blaming it on global warming. You guys picking it up here? Okay, hang on. I gotta show you, gotta show you this quickly. Go to uh six, number six, number six. Huh? I'm, I'm making a connection here. But folks, listen to me. The Bible is true, science is a lie. Huh? The Bible is true. Science is a lie. Play this at 1.5 speed. And folks, this is going to show you proof of a flood in the Sahara Desert. Proof of a flood in the Sahara Desert. Go ahead. No one is talking about this. As I've shared in recent videos, the inexplicable catastrophic water erosion that is clearly visible throughout the Sahara Desert is so extreme that even the stripped bedrock scarring from whatever this mysterious flood event was can easily be observed from space. But the only thing more bizarre than finding such profound water erosion in the middle of the Sahara Desert, of all places, is the fact that virtually nobody within the scientific or academic community seems to be aware of it, much less discussing it, which I have to say, I find quite strange. Yet, the signature traits of a cataclysmic flood event are visible to all who have eyes to see. And you certainly do not have to be a geologist to distinguish the natural characteristics of water striations. But thanks to the internet, you can quite literally access undergraduate course curriculum in geomorphology that teaches us exactly what water erosion over bedrock looks like. Now, the reason why this is so important to understand is because according to everything we've been taught involving the history of climate change on Earth, any recent catastrophic water erosion in the Sahara Desert is simply not supposed to exist or even be possible, leading many to ignore this obvious fluvial erosion and foolishly dismiss it as being created by the wind and nothing more. Because after all, the idea of an ancient flood event is apparently far too fringe and pseudo to entertain, which I have to say is such a bizarre and honestly lazy thing to suggest on something that is so easily verifiable. I mean, there are so many places on Earth that are known for consistently high wind conditions, and none of them have any sort of striations such as those found in the Sahara. And the reason for this is because this is simply not what wind erosion looks like. Simply research the 10 windiest places on Earth and then view them from satellite imagery via the Google Earth app, and you will observe with your own eyes that none of these locations have any level of striations whatsoever. In fact, the number one windiest place on Earth is Commonwealth Bay in Antarctica. And if there was any type of geological element that would make striations easy to form, it would be in snow and ice rather than bedrock. Yet you'll notice that none of these striations exist anywhere in Antarctica. Go down the list of the windiest places on Earth, whether it be Wellington, New Zealand, which is number two, or Bridge Creek in the state of Kansas, not far from Dodge City, which is the third windiest, or Mount Washington in the state of New Hampshire at number four, and go all the way down the list and you'll notice the same thing every time, a complete and total lack of striations of any kind. Make no mistake, the stripped bedrock striations found throughout the Sahara Desert were created by a force of water, just like they teach would-be geologists in college. Like I always say- Okay, put that in the chat. You put that in the chat. So there there it is, right? Folks, you you understand- evolution, all of that stuff that we talked about yesterday, you understand why they want, do you understand, oh Lord, do you understand why they had to hide, why they had to hide the giants? Do you understand that if there were really giants roaming the earth, if they really did find Nephilim giants over the hill over here in, in uh, Jackson Town, Ohio, which I believe they did, do you realize that if they found those giants, evolution goes out the window? Do you understand it? Do you understand that science is a weapon you understand that science can be manipulated. Science can be. Can, do you understand that if they pay pay me a? I'm not a scientist. If they pay a scientist, if they pay Dr. Paul Goslin a million dollars to prove that honey made you sick, 
he could prove it. You know that, right, folks? He could prove it. And if I did a study to show that it was a lie, they wouldn't produce my study. They wouldn't publicize my study, right? They called peer-reviewed science. Well, peer-reviewed science means all those guys got money, too. They all get money, too. The coach is called pal-review. 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 And the reality of it is, those of us, for whatever reason, well, we know the reason why, we believe science because we've been taught from the very beginning. I am science. Ah, that's where we've been taught from the very beginning, that the scientists are smart. In fact, we've got a woman sitting on the Supreme Court of the United States that can't tell you what a woman is because she's not a scientist. You, you get it? You get it? Do you get it? You see what's going on. Science is knowledge, right? Science is knowledge. And there's not a, they have been studying for how many years the origin of man and still can't explain it. They can't produce one transitional uh, fossil. Can't, not one. we, We have not in the whole time they've been studied Ever found a different species? Never. Hey, coach, different. I got an example. Now, a mud skipper with with knees. What's a mud skipper with knees? Well, that would be a transitional fossil. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that's right. So they they haven't found any of this stuff. And what, what well, do they tell us? Vaccinate, vaccinate. Social distancing forever. Hey, don't hug your mother. Deck the horse with lots of boosters. Shorts, Believe the science. And, and what? And then they say to us, oh, that's religion. You guys just religion. And they don't even freaking understand science is religion. Dan Woodcock, come on in, Dan. They're the uh, modern druids, the science priests. They're the modern druids, the science priests, right? Point to the science. Point to the science. Yep. Yep, yep. Well said, Dan. Well said. Myra. Coach, Jeremiah 31, 35. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinance of the moon and of the stars of a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves therefore roar. The Lord host (laughs) is his name. Hallelujah. There's more evidence of the Bible than there is science, folks. More evidence in the world of what the Bible says than there ever was in science. More evidence. Mm. RJ, come on in. And while they're doing that, Spencer, get up Genesis 1 for me, if you could, please. Go ahead, RJ. Yeah, Coach, it's fascinating you bring the topic up today. You hear me? Uh, Yes. Yesterday, Dane Wigington, I I listened to his uh, Wigington has the geoengineering watch, uh, geoengineeringwatch.org. Yes, he went into yes. deep detail on the, the the destruction of the atmosphere, the weather warfare that's going on is off the charts, and they're lying about the causation in every just like everything else. The, the lies are overflowing, and so I would recommend going to watch that if you want to see further validation. We'd love to do it, RJ. Of, of By the, the way, our, our, RJ. Uh, Climate change is their religion. It is their religion. Folks, they have to find every fact they can to prove their religion to be true. It's no more science. It's no more science than making a mud pie. 
There's no more science than that. Clint, come on in. <laughs> Excuse morning, me. Coach. Morning, Clint. Um, Pastor Clint. It's funny, funny that y'all, you know, you're talking about chaos. Uh, I remember preaching several years ago, and I tell my people, in the Bible, when the tabernacle was made and and then the tabernacle was furnished when they were out in the desert, and it just goes on forever. This has to be here. This has to be here. This has to be this color. And it was only after the tabernacle was in order the way God wanted it before his presence came. And I tell, I tell my people, if you've got chaos in your life, the presence of the Lord is not going to be there. And Amen. so that's why, that's why they want, that's why they want chaos because they don't want the presence of the Lord there. Amen, brother. Amen. But the Lord's coming back and he's going to bring order when he shows up, Pastor Clint. He's going to bring Amen. order. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm heading someplace. I got 15. I'm going to get there. I'll get there. Come on in, Kevin, and then uh, then Paul. Well, Coach, this is the tactic of getting everyone so heavily invested in one thing, okay? When you get everybody to put all their eggs in one basket, the evolutionary basket, they're not even going to want to consider that they might have the wrong basket. Like, oh, no, we're, we're too far down this road. Everybody, you know, we all agree on this, and this is, this is a, the same thing with the COVID shots getting everybody invested, so heavily invested in this one thing that they're not going to want to change course. You know what I mean? They're, they're just they're look like fools, invested. won't they? Yeah, they look absolutely. like fools. Yep, absolutely. They, they look like fools. A- amen. Somebody else had their hand up there before I went. Want to jump back in? No? Sure, why not? Go ahead. It's, yeah, so, I mean, you're right about this. It's just the next chapter, the next religion they're going to push. I mean, it was COVID the first round. Now they got this going on. But the reality is, you know, there's no science in medicine either. That's why we call it an art, right? And it's, you know, it's why we ask for God's wisdom. We don't ask for his knowledge. We ask for his wisdom. Amen. 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 Pull up Genesis. You got it there. Hang hang on. Uh, Dan, quickly, come on back in. Oh, I'm going to blow you away here. (laughs) Go blow you away. Go ahead. It really is a fake religion. And they've they've indoctrinated most of the young to uh, to believe in it, and so uh, in, when our, they... in, in our schools, right? In our schools, our churches are complicit. Churches are complicit in it. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, you know, with the uh, social engineered removal of Christianity from Western societies, that void has has made room for the fake religion of uh, climate change. Amen, buddy. Hey, it's all it's all around us. It's all around us. I, I got to show you something else here, too. Oh, my goodness. I don't have time. I do, but I don't have time to read down all of Genesis 1, although I would like to. And so let's, can we just kind of sc- bear with me here as I scroll down Genesis 1, because I'm heading someplace, okay? And in the beginning, God created the heaven. We talked about that yesterday. If that's not true, nothing's true. If that's not true, nothing's true, right? And so what is science first attacking? Number one, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Boom! That's not true. 
it evolved, it blew up, big bang, boom, boom, boom. So we put our kids in schools, we teach them lies from that point on, goes on to talk about the earth, void without form, darkness upon the face of the earth. Scroll on down, we go through the whole creation story that got out of nothing. God creates this, and then God creates this, and then God creates this, and then he separates the dry, dry land, he separates the waters, and he said, bring forth its grass, and the every uh, seed bearing fruit, and he brings grass, and the evening and the morning, he divided them, and God said, let the be lights. And he said, put a firmament up there. And then he makes two lights. And then he sets up firmament. And then to rule over the day and over the night. And then the evening and the morning. It's the fourth day. God said, let there be waters. And he created whales and every living creature. And he blessed them fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And the evening, one fifth day, God said, let to bring forth living creatures and cattle. And God made the beast of the earth, his cattle, and yada, yada, yada. He says, let us make man in our own image. And after our own likeness, we'll have dominion. And he created man in his own image. And the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created him. And God blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Yada, yada, yada. Keep going because I'm heading somewhere. Go to Genesis 2. Go to Ge- And God saw that everything he made was good. Saw it all. It was all good. It was all good. Everything he made was good. Go to Genesis 2. Hang on. Stay with me. And thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them. And God said, ah, whoa. And then on the seventh day, he ended his work and he rested. And then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. And then these are the generations of the heavens and the earth and every plant on the field. Scroll on down. We're going to roll through this again. I'm taking you somewhere. But it went up in the midst of the earth, talked about how the rain started, and the Lord God and Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. It's the only creature that God directly breathed life into, which was the soul, and man became a living being. So man is the only animal that has a soul, believe it or not, I don't care what's about your dog. And the God, Lord God planted a garden east in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Now watch, stay with me. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that's pleasant. God's making all these good things, all these good things. And the river went out of Eden, and the name of that was Pison. The gold of the land was good, and it's Bedellum and the onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gibeon, and on and on and on. All these good things he's making. He's down to 14, making the head, head of kale, and it's all good. It's all good. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to dress and keep it. Stop there. He said, okay, I'm going to take this dude I just breathed all this air into. I'm going to put him in there. I'm going to put him in charge. And watch what happens. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou must eat of the tree freely. Whoops, I'm a lost here. Keep going. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Scroll down, Spencer, please. For in the day that you do that, you're going to surely die. And God said, are you ready? Something's not good. Boom. <laughs> right? Are you seeing this transition? There's something that's not good. All this great stuff that I made, there's something out there that ain't good. And that man's by himself. Ain't good. He said, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to make him a helpmeet. That's what I think I'm going to do. I made all this other stuff, and it's all stuff, and here's the first time he says it isn't good. And out of the ground, the Lord formed of every beast of the field and every fowl there, and he brought him to Adam. I'm sorry. And to see what he would call them, and whatever Adam called the living creature, that was the name thereof, going down to 20. 
And Adam gave names to every animal, and the Lord caused him to fall into a deep sleep upon Adam, and he slept. He took one of his ribs, and he closed up the flesh inside thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and he brought her unto the man. And Adam said, man, this bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. She called Cleveland to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the wife and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. I don't know if you understand the profundity of that. That the only way God could bring order to this whole mess he had created is he had to give Adam a woman. Because of the power of agreement. Power Mm -hmm. of agreement. And that of all this other stuff that he had created, the first time he said it wasn't good, is when he looked at Adam and said, dude, that dude's by himself. He didn't make him a man. Amen. He could have just made him a buddy, couldn't he? Couldn't he just made him a buddy? Yeah, let's give him let's give old Adam another buddy here, huh? No, oh yeah, Adam, Adam and that. Steve, coach. Adam and Steve, sure. Yeah, yeah. So give him Adam and Steve. No, no. He made Adam and Eve. Why? Because, folks, that is the order God creates from chaos to order. And he created man and woman and a family. And the devil has been on a rant to try to destroy that union ever since. Look at where we are today. I'm telling you, we're going back to chaos. Why? Because the Lord's getting ready to do something. (laughs) He is getting ready to do something again. Because I'm going to tell you, a man with a man is not good. It's not good. Or he'd have made him a man and a man. Right? So if we look at the devil's attack has been from the very beginning, the seed of the serpent, the seed of the woman, the devil has been trying to destroy everything God created. That's the battle. It ain't Republican, it ain't Democrat. And I'm going to tell you something. The devil, he ain't getting away with it. <laughs> he ain't going to get away with it. Jeff, come on in. Coach, just to let you know, this morning's all about truth and lies. That's what I'm hearing. Truth and lies and the chaos. Well, tonight, I just want to let us share with everybody, Church in the Garage tonight in Mount Vernon, we got somebody bringing some truth in. Pastor Neil Peterson's traveling in from Dayton. He's going to do the garage tonight, so it's going to be good. But he's going through some chaos right now. <clears throat> He has gone through some chaos. And what time does that start, Jeff? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Pull up number nine. Pull up number nine. I want to finish with this. Seeing how Jeff and school boards just brings this up. My buddy Tom Munns and and, uh, Tom lives out in Idaho. Uh, School board is going on. Hey, friends. It's going on all across America. All across America. All across America. Watch what happens here. Go ahead. Play it. Chris Trinkle, if you may come up, please. You state your name, sir, and your address. Uh, before my time starts, I want to just address the rules that you guys put forward. Um, for instance, you said you can't criticize employees or anything like that. Um, the, Supreme Court, the Supreme Court ruled back in 1983 that any government public forum, which this is, this is an official forum, 
anybody can say whatever they want. And that includes, and they specifically said this in the case, criticizing school district employees and their board. So by telling them you can't, you're violating all these people's First Amendment rights. So, no, that's how it goes. So, my name is Chris Trakeroy with the 2019 Fairview Avenue. Um, first, I want to talk about um, policy 2520 about the curriculum. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's just some oversight, but in there, according to Idaho Law 33 512, um, one half of the curriculum committee has to be made up by parents, not a quarter. So you guys need to go back and check that. That's Idaho law. Um, and then on top of that as well, you're striking out the part that says that you're not legally responsible for providing the materials and stuff like that. I like to point out um, also 33-512 section three, you are legally to provide materials to the school children and the school boards. So why you guys are striking that out, I don't know, but you are legally responsible for it. It's Idaho statute. Now to get onto the exciting part of 3280, I like to discuss, last time I came here as a parent, but I don't get afforded that right because people like to attack me and use my official position instead. So I'm here on my official position. You under Idaho law are required to maintain the morals and health of all the students. How can you do that when like that little girl came up here and said, and you allow a male to use a female bathroom, you're gonna put all of their moral health and safety at risk. And like I told you before, you will face litigation. You call that a threat. I'm telling you, that is what will happen. It's already happened in several states and there's already been rulings on it. So before you waste taxpayer money, before you put a kid in harm's way, you better throw this policy out and not even consider. I've got the floor. Ms. Pacino, will you please listen to me? Sir. Yeah, you claim you want people to follow the rules, but you break the rules left and right. Last month, you allowed two people All to right, speak. We will be in this meeting right now. Recess you do not get okay. to demand to follow the rules. Breaking yourself. We will recess for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, we have asked you absolutely know the protocol. You're not following protocol yourself. Madam Chair, I move to adjourn. Okay, I have a motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? No. 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 Your people are speaking. Second. Okay, we have a second. Real fast, I'm going to vote section 4201. The people of the state of Idaho and creating the instruments yes, of their government. Do not yield the sovereignty sir? to the agency okay you can stop that right there you can stop folks here's i just want to encourage you we're winning this is going on all across america huh people are standing up and saying hey jeff klein they they have no right to no. tell you you only have three minutes they have no right to do that it's just a stupid rule that they've made that simply needs to be challenged and remember this all change is going to come at the local level and we are seeing everywhere you folks chaos chaos is a good thing 
because the Lord's about to speak. And when the Lord speaks, order will come. Order out of chaos. That's God's business. Bless you. See you tomorrow.